podcast listeners. Welcome to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast, the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew. I'm an author, youth group leader, and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia. And as always, joining me from Melbourne is author, speaker, youth leader, and best friend of the podcast, Tom French. How are you going, Tom? I am well. Thank you, Chris. How are you? I'm great. It's good to be back. Back yeah. for a full-length episode. Yeah. Back with the technology seemingly working. Yes. And back just in time this. to celebrate a birthday. Oh, Happy yeah. birthday, Tom. Oh, thanks. 42 and, today. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, it's It's been tough getting here, but um, congratulations to you too, Chris. 42 today. Thank you. Also, you had a birthday while we were away. That's true. I had a real... Yeah. Did we wish me a happy birthday a couple of weeks ago or did no, we not? It didn't work. This That was last week when oh, the recording true. didn't work. Well, the good news is we wish each other a happy birthday every week, so nothing <laughs> like that ever falls through the cracks. So it's paid yeah. off. <clears throat> it took a year, but here we are. I have started wishing people in my youth group happy birthday on their birthdays for the first time ever. I've got my act together and I have a list of everyone's birthdays and then I say happy birthday and I send a message in the youth group WhatsApp group and a gift. Great. And uh, it's uh, good but slightly stressful because I'm worried I'm going to drop the ball at some point. So, can I ask you about um, your youth group WhatsApp group? How you does can that ask me about How it. does that work? What are your I guess I'm asking the safe ministry question. Yes. Um, and I noticed that you have a WhatsApp group. You're not just individually texting youth. No. And so that's good. <laughs> yes. So we have we have a we have a whole youth group community. So we have our uh everything's like we've got our leaders, our parents, our mm-hmm. youth, and then any extra group, our small groups have their own WhatsApp groups. And they're all together in under the In North Youth Group community. Uh and we don't message youth one-on-one at all mm-hmm. and we actually said stood set up yeah, i stood up in youth group and told them all that a few weeks ago which we do semi-regularly is i'm like yeah you won't get a one-on-one message from your youth leader uh or if you do it'll be a very very brief like this is what's happening at this time see you there or something like that mm-hmm. um and then when i wish them happy birthday it's always in public and we try and encourage all our conversations to happen in public just like yeah. a youth group uh, and we get our parents to say, yes, you can communicate with my youth in a uh, safe forum. And yeah, so great. they'll have given that permission. Cool. Because we have, um, so the in addition to youth group, I also, along with uh, our paid youth person at Abbotsford, we run a Monday discipleship group where um, we just get together for an hour in a park or a cafe or wherever and read the Bible and pray for each other. And we've got a WhatsApp group for that. And it is a like the youth and Becky and I, and then a parent or both parents of each youth. And so it is helpful in kind of organizing logistics. And it also is, you know, everyone is seeing what's going on. Super at all times, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was. It's one of those things where it really is the most convenient way to get in touch with people. That figuring out the ways to do it that are going to be safe and transparent, I think, is yeah. really important. So cool. 
Yeah. Um, I'm wondering just aloud as you say all that, whether it'd be worth <laughs> the youth group having a thing, like a similar arrangement for like the broader youth group. But that is a thing to put on the next term when somebody else is in charge list. <laughs> so I'll run that by Becky the next time I see her. Great. Um, she doesn't listen uh, to the podcast? Uh, not that she's told me. Um, well, if she does, hi, Becky. And if hi, she Becky. Doesn't, I'll well. pass on your regards when I see her at our <laughs> eldership meeting tonight. Um, I also guess we should probably start, as is traditional, with an apology. And yes. that is, sorry, we don't. We didn't have a full-length episode last week, but I think you could say we gave you an interactive experience mm, instead. Yeah, yeah, we got got gave you the opportunity to fill out our survey and win fabulous prizes. Oh I yeah, just... I like the part where I had my possessions offered as prizes <laughs> without hearing about it. I did listen back, and um, yeah, that's that's fine. That checks out. Yeah. All right. Good. Lucky. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to have to give them one of your copies of my my copies of your book. Yeah. Oh, and well, I don't that want to do that. Feels a bit I've already paid for it. So. Yeah, that is yeah. so fair. Um, well, if anyone else, I mean, first of all, thank you to everyone who's filled out the survey already. That's really helpful. Um, apart from the fact where nobody likes groceries or no sorry. Um, everyone says so it's fine. No one. Everyone does. says it's. But I feel like that is. Um, it's usually a click or two below their opinion about everything else on the <laughs> podcast. So yeah. if there are any big grocery or no siree fans out there, make sure you make your voice heard because otherwise it seems like we may be retiring that um, running joke that is long overdue for retirement. <laughs> if you'd yeah. like to answer the survey, um, the link will be in the show notes. Yes. Is that right, Tom? Yep. And you just, or if you just want to hear it, go to tomfrench.com dot au slash survey and that's how you get there great yeah go do it now in fact just go do it pause press pause and go fill it out that would be super helpful for us as we decide the future of this podcast when chris moves on to a new life as a non-youth group leader yeah it's um for like in case you missed it if you are not listening to every single episode of this podcast which that is understandable um this is my last term leading youth group because I'm getting married and, and moving churches. And so the future of the podcast hangs in the balance. Fill out your surveys, please, and we'll try <laughs> and make something that you still want to listen to if indeed such a thing is possible. Yes. No one has yet said in the survey they don't want the podcast to continue. So that's a good sign. It would be think. pretty spiteful to... <laughs> continue like hate listening to this podcast long enough to fill out a survey that's like <laughs> stop it i'm not going to stop listening until you end it you should end it that feels it, it could be that they they listen just for you and listening and hearing about your youth group and if that's not on the table then they don't want it or i guess it could also be you know it seems like this podcast has reached a natural endpoint i don't want any more from you yeah could be That's... anyway um shall we stop talking about surveys and talk about youth group is there anything else that we've missed in the two weeks that we've been apart no that's it all let's right. go cool how was youth group 
oh. the last two Fridays. Yeah, look, I'll tell you about um, I'll tell you about last week, but both weeks have been fairly similar, so mm-hmm. uh, that will help, I think. Um, we ha- have started a new series on how to share Jesus with your friends, mm-hmm. and uh, we are trialing a way of doing our teaching, which um, I, it's it's not super innovative, but it's uh, different for us. And that is that we, I'm making a video each week and with the teaching and then you watch the video in your small group together and then you discuss it. Um, mm. And what's different for me is that like in the past I've done teaching on video, but it's more like I've filmed a talk. And this time I've decided to kind of lean into like the uh, awkward YouTuber sort of video essay aesthetic. If you know, do you know Eddie mm-hmm. Burback? Yep. Yeah. So I've, I, I think he's great and he's been quite inspirational for me on how to, how to do this. So. Did you it's go bit, to like every Nando's in Melbourne or something? Not that kind of Eddie Burback. So that would be fun, but I don't have that kind of time. But more like where he does his kind of discussion in with uh, just him to the camera and then he's got his mm. poor quality green screen going on. And um, yeah, so that's that's what we've tried. And cool. it's actually been really interesting. So last week we were talking about um, not being a secret Christian. So mm-hmm. one way to share Jesus with your friends is for your friends to know that you know Jesus. And so we first played a game uh, run by our 28-year-old youth leader of uh, code names, mm-hmm. and uh, it was with the whole group. Is that because he's your only youth group leader with a code name? <laughs> yeah, that's why, why I asked him. Uh, no, I asked him actually because I had done a U and said it's – Secret Identity Night, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I reckon. I <laughs> well, give... Let's find out later what that means. Yeah, I'll, and I thought I'll just give him the job of running a Secret Identity game. I, th- I thought, you know, maybe like if nothing else, he can run Mafia. Yeah. But, um, he, but also he uh, is he's a bit of a D&D guy and he's been kind of planning role-playing games uh, in his spare time. So I thought, you know, he he would be a good person to kind of plan this, and he did a good job by running code names, but in a big group. Because I I never played it in a big group. I didn't know if it was possible in a big group, but it turns out it is. And great, um, the teams got into it. It was a very low key game because there's just a lot of sitting around discussing what you think the code names, the secret code names are. And then, um, yeah, that kind of took up most of the time. And then we went to small groups, watched the video. Uh, it was kind of satisfying for me just to sit there and watch them watch the video. Mm. Uh, it's not like <laughs> it's not a big deal, but just for you know, like sometimes when it, when you make videos, like through in COVID, I might put out a video and I not know how anyone responded, or I could watch them on Zoom, all look very unimpressed with my yeah <laughs> videos that I made. It's good to know how it actually lands when you're in the room. Yeah, but when yeah, this one kind of definitely was landing better than my COVID videos. Great. Um, and and also, like, I like it because it means there's something we can share on, like, we put it on the WhatsApp group, in the parents group and in the youth, so mm. that if any youth want to catch up, they can watch, and if any parents want to know what we're teaching, they can watch it. Um, and so that's been really helpful. And then we had, uh, like, a small group discussion that kind of flowed out of the 
um, out of the video. Uh, and it's, and we've also one of the things I've kind of pushed for this series is to spend a lot more time listening to the young people about what it is like for them sharing their their faith with their friends and mm. uh, so that it's less of like this is what you need to do and more like what's going on for you and then um, yeah what's going on for you and then pl- and then we can kind of mold the discussion around yeah. what life is like for them. Um and it's really interesting because our like our year sixes were like, yeah, every all my friends know I'm a Christian or most of them are like the saying that. And mm. then moving up towards our kind of older end who were a bit more kind of like, well, you know, it's not as easy to let my friends know I'm a Christian. And some know and some don't and some youth really out there and some are a bit more reserved about their faith mm. and kind of watching that kind of um progression of how you want to share yourself in age is just been mm. interesting it just um, gets more complicated i think as you get older yeah yeah it, yeah and and oh, like also interesting because there's been like just watching the progression of how they think as well like i made some suggestions about how you can let your friends know that you're a christian and my first two uh, one was wear a christian t-shirt and the other was make Christian YouTube videos, which I just put in there as I thought they were good jokes. But then mm. the younger youth were like, yeah, that's a great idea. We should do that. Oh, no. <laughs> but then, you know, like if you're in year six and you wear a Christian T-shirt, then yeah. like, hey, look, that's that's the kind of thing you do as a year six kid. Like, yeah, look, in, in high school, I will say I uh, – wore a christian t-shirt to like you know the wear what you want day at school for the lord um and it wasn't (laughs) my most impactful evangelism strategy i don't think but people knew i was a christian that's for sure was it um was it one of those shirts where it was like um was like a, a logo that had been turned into something christian no, like if instead I, of Mountain Dew, it was like he died for you in this. Yeah. Area. <laughs> um, I, I, if I recall correctly, the brand was Cross-eyed. Oh yeah, like, I remember Cross-eyed. Know, and, and so it was like something about fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, presumably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, to my knowledge, no one came to faith that day because of my Christian T-shirt. But maybe it was a slow burn. Maybe I'll. Um, get to the new creation and someone from high school will be there and they'll be like, hey, saw your shirt. There's, there's a good chance. Wait and see. <laughs> um, can I save our listeners an email and ask, yeah. um, can we see your videos? You can. Uh, I'm going to put them all up when I've finished the series. So I think mm-hmm. I'm just focusing on making sure they work for my youth group and then I'll probably yeah. – adjust them slightly for a wider audience and then I'll stick them online. Yeah, and, cool. Um, yeah, then they can, people can watch them, use them for their youth group if they want to, do whatever mm. you want, write trolley comments, whatever is fine. Yeah. I feel like that sort of thing could be a great resource for youth groups that just struggle to find someone to do the talk every week. You know, yeah. to have something yeah. like that just up there is yeah, super valuable. Um, just back to code names for a second. Yes. Have I told you about my complicated feelings about code names? <laughs> no. So I love the game. It's a great game. 
Yeah. However, um, I my cousin Phil is a board game designer, mm. and the year that Codenames came out, um, his game Imhotep came out, and both mm. of them were nominated for the Spiel des Jahres, which is the German board game of the year, like the board game Emmys. Yeah. Um, board game, not Oscars. One of them. I don't know. I think maybe Emmys are for card games and Oscars are for full-size board games. I'm okay, not sure. Yep, sure yep. Um, anyway, so the board game Oscars because it was like a big box game. Um, and anyway, Codenames won that year. So oh. I'm always like, oh. And there was this big controversy like, is it a board game? Really? Not really. But what it's is not, a board game? There's a board and involved, so, but you don't you – don't, it. You don't really it, use it as a board. It really, you know, blew up tabletop gaming Twitter that year. So <laughs> it was anyway, but I love code names, but every time I play it I feel slightly disloyal. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, who knows? If your cousin had won, we might have been playing Imhotep. Imhotep? In, a, in Imhotep. Like Imhotep. the Pharaoh Imhotep. or the place in Egypt. I forget. <laughs> that it shows you how um Egyptian illiterate I am. <laughs> and not just because I can't read hieroglyphics. Um, you, no, I was, yeah, the, keep going. <laughs> I think that's all. <laughs> Great. Well, um, yeah, I, and I think if I had any, I don't know if I've reflected enough, but I think, I think my biggest reflection, just at least coming out of, uh, not on the the subject, but uh, on the format, is that uh, it's good to try new formats, and mm-hmm. it's interesting. Like doing the the talk format on video, but leaning into the 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 video and maybe the more zoomer way of doing videos mm. rather than um any you know the the more produced way of doing a um a youth group talk on video is is at least working for my group. So um yeah. That's that's an interesting thing to which I'll keep thinking about and mm. seeing what we do with it in the future. Well, because it is so easy to stop innovating because there are some things that are just kind of staples of youth group and they're classics for a reason, like they're formulas that work. But I think to still keep trying new things is incredibly valuable because like culture is very different. I was saying to you off air, um, my youth leader from when I was a youth is back to doing youth leading again. And I want to get him on the podcast to talk about the difference between youth group then and now. Um, And I think there'll be some things that still work just as well as they ever did. And probably some other things that don't. Um, I suspect there are some games we played in the nineties that you should not. Honey, if you love me, ever play. Oh, not a, mm. not a game anymore. Wow, I had forgotten that existed and that <laughs> how did that ever happen? Anyway. Um Tell us cool. about your youth group, Chris. Well, before I do, oh. can I um yeah. make a recommendation to the listeners about an email list you might like to join? Oh yeah. Um, I have recently stumbled across so axis.org, I think is the website. Yes, axis.org. And I feel slightly ashamed that I'm finding this as helpful as I am, but it's this weekly email called The Culture Translator, and it's basically three things from, like, the week in 
young people culture or just culture mm. generally and kind of saying like be aware here's some stuff that has come up so i think they did like um disney is in some partnership with epic games now the people behind Fortnite. they talked about um kanye west and ty dollar signs new song and music video they've talked about the recent kind of um discourse around the love languages and is it real or is it not and it's just like this super they seem to genuinely have their finger pretty closely on the pulse of what's going on in culture and i found it really helpful um because the more i swear off social media because i hate it the less that stuff comes to me automatically and so it's nice to have something that is like in digest form. They also have a podcast where they just read the email to you. So it's called The Culture Translator, um, access.org, highly recommended, um, especially if you are feeling increasingly old and out of touch like I am. So there you go. Yeah, well, you just had a birthday. So, you know, mm. not like One me. Foot I, in the grave. I haven't had a birthday for weeks, so I'm super connected. Mm. Did we wish you a happy birthday on the podcast, Tom? Yeah, Besides we did. when we did it every week, we did, right? Yeah, yeah, because it was our 41st week, 41st birthday on the podcast, and it had just been my 41st birthday. That's right. It was uh, it showed that the Lord really is in this podcast. It shows that numbers sometimes match each other. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, so youth group, the last couple of weeks, um, we did Minute to Win It games one week and we did Water Games last week. And Water Games, I think, is the undisputed reigning champion of youth group activities if uh, last week's reaction was anything to go by. Our youth group loves Water Games. And really what they love is when it escalates into an all-out water fight, and it did. And there was a moment <laughs> where we looked at each other as the leadership and were like, we could stop it here. And then we were like, no, nah, let's not. And so there were some games, but the games were really just the the um, the appetizer. But the real thing was just pouring buckets of water on each other's heads. But I think the games are good because they let it slowly escalate. But um, we are we have learned to be the kind of youth group that emails the parents to say it's going to be water games night send your kid with a towel and appropriate changes of clothing or swimmers or whatever so a lot like people just come in full-on swimwear now underneath their clothes <laughs> so um and it ended in to my mind the best possible way um a baptism well okay the second best possible <laughs> way um so i um had dumped several buckets of water on people's heads and that was good i discovered that if you bring if you carry the bucket if you're the leader and you carry a bucket of water in one hand but you carry a few sponges in the other hand they don't suspect anything because they think you're just setting up the next activity and then you can dump a bucket of water on somebody's head it's great nice. um and then also they you know our other youth leader were like you know teed a few of them up to dump water on my head and that was you know Everybody got to dump a bucket of water on someone's head and that was fine. But the ending was when in their enthusiasm for filling their buckets with water, our youth somehow broke the like handle off the tap and water started spraying uncontrollably out of the top of the tap and oh, yes. threatened to like flood the whole like outdoor area of the church. 
And then a couple of our year 12s kicked into like engineer mode and like tried to put it back together. And we had to call a guy from church with tools. And then a year 12 kid managed to get the water shut off. And like, you know, we gave him a little prize for being the hero that saved the day. And I was reminded that like that level of chaos to my mind is like the perfect level for youth group because for years to come, it'll be remember when we broke the tap and there was water yeah. everywhere. But actually, it was relatively easy to fix, and it just yeah. felt like we got the good ending to that night. So there it's, you go. Uh, it's it's one of those. Um, if you've read that book, uh, The Power of Moments, uh, mm. I don't know if you've read that one. Um, I've heard good things. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those moments that's, but an unplanned one. But one of those ones that yeah. will be memorable and and yeah, yeah, a high point. Well, for and them. I think that book talks about like, um, like turning on the turning up the dials on those moments. And I think like, you know, letting the kids spin our prize wheel and get a prize for fixing the tap and all of those. You know, like you just, I'm a big fan of taking those things. And rather than being like, oh, quick, everybody inside, like letting those moments hang there and become part of, you know, youth group law. Mm. So anyway. That's good. Um, the other thing that happened was that we had a couple of new kids show up and they just have, they had like the best time pouring water <laughs> on people and shooting water pistols at people. And it was this bittersweet moment where I was like, oh, these are the first crew of kids that I'm just like not really going to get to know before I leave. And so it was awesome because it's like, wow, God is still at work here. God is still bringing new kids along. Um, I didn't realize until today, but the new, one of the new kids who showed up had been like specifically invited by someone else from school. And so like it was, um, it's really cool to see youth group continuing to have a life of its own that has nothing to do with me. And actually I showed up on Friday night with no idea what the games were, who was even on the talk or anything. And two years ago, if that had been the case, what that would have meant was um, that youth group was not happening that week. But it has got to the point where I can actually like walk away from it at the end of the term, knowing that like other people will just carry the torch and it'll be fine even if it gets put out by a gusher of water from a broken tap. I think I mixed my metaphors there, but I, hopefully you can follow what I'm trying to say. Yes, I got it. I think I got it. Mm. <laughs> and what were you talking about? Oh, yeah. So um, we're learning about Jonah. Um, so we did. We heard Jonah chapter 3, and our newest youth leader gave the talk. Um, he's a student minister at our church, and he gave the first talk that he had done at our youth group. And it was pitch perfect for Water Games Night because it was short and to the point. Right. Um, so, uh, Tom, I don't know if you're getting a message that's saying having trouble connecting to our servers. Did you just see that for a bit there? I have seen it in the past. I think we just we just keep going and it will sort right. itself out. Great. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, so we talked about Jonah, um, which uh, I don't know, Tom, if you've heard of uh, that little Jonah devotional that this guy Tom French has done, but that's like has been super helpful to us in preparing our talks. So I have not heard of that book. Is it good? <laughs> um, well, 
you wrote it, Tom. So oh, right. you yeah. you tell me. I'm I'm, uh, I, I'm less confident now that um you have you somehow managed to write it without having heard of it. So that's it's very short. Yeah, well, that's true. Blink and you miss it. So that actually, <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah. So we've been uh, we got one more week of Jonah next week, and then um, we're on to a another series, which I'll tell you more about when the time comes. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. So there you go. Should we do some emails? Let's do an email. Um, All right. So. I've got an email here from, oh, here it is, from Christina Kay. Hi, team. I'm catching up the end of your podcast, and Chris, you asked about content for your book about staying Christian in your teens. I'm so interested in advice for youth leaders, youth ministers, and parents as to how to make the best environment for this. Totally conscious that the adults have no control over the decision the young person makes, but how can we facilitate a great, healthy environment in the church and the home? Probably not the intended audience for your book, but some authors do this. Have a note to parents or an ask your parents bit. Patricia Wirakun is maybe who I'm thinking of. Um, so, Tom, how do we create uh, the best environment for youth to come to know Jesus, to stay uh, following Jesus? How do we create an environment that encourages people to persist in the faith, I guess, is the question there. I think that I've, I think I've probably talked about this before, but I think it's about having a church, like like training a church to persist in their love for the young people mm. within the church, so that so that the the young people feel so loved and engaged by their church community that as they go through their ups and downs and they go, they get to points where they, you know, are asking big questions. They know they've got a place they can come to where they're loved and they're known and they're welcome and they can bring any questions uh, or mistakes, sin, whatever, and they're still welcome and part of the community. Mm. Um, and that is about, yeah, I think continually working with the church itself to be a to love and care for teenagers, particularly, I think, like particularly from when they start to get to that stage where they get a bit intimidating, like because they look a bit grumpy, mm. and so they're not those the fun kids who want to talk to you anymore. But they're 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 awkward and and you mistake their um, teenage kind of withdrawnness for anger or not wanting to be there but really there's just kind of space there for people to care about them and love them and if you mm. if the church continues to love them through that and continues to want to hear from them and welcome them and enfold them in the community then there's space for as they might want to drop away to at least be saying well i know there's a community that is going to hold me even while mm. i'm trying to figure this stuff out mm. um I don't, I, beyond, like, I don't know practically what you do to do that apart from, like, I'm trying to talk to my church about that when I get the opportunity to, to keep encouraging them, encouraging mm. them in that. Um, but I have not yet, you know, I don't know if there's like, there's a program you can run for, to help a church continue to love their young people. Mm. Um, I think there needs yeah. to be a sense that it's the whole church's responsibility. 
Mm. You know, the, like loving each other is the whole church's responsibility. And you don't, as a church community, get to just defer that responsibility to your youth pastor or your youth group leaders or to one subset of the community. Like looking after the kids and youth in your church, that's everybody's job. Um, and I really, you know, there's this, um, you, you hear sometimes that like, you know, these youth, they're the future of the church. And I want to be like, no, they're not. They're like the present of the church, just like you are. And so they're not like, you know, useful people in waiting. They are fully fledged humans that, you know, you need to treat with the same love and dignity and interest as anybody else. And I think that there is this thing that seems to happen to a lot of people where they find it really difficult to speak to teenagers mm. and they don't know how to do it. And I think the strategy that you and I both seem to take is like just assume they're people and you can talk to them like people and take an interest in them like people. And they yeah. generally respond pretty well to that. And, like you know, I, I also work as a school chaplain and in part of – you know, I, I teach in the junior school, so I kind of max out at year six, like 12 years old, um, but our school continues to year 12. And I always used to, when, you know, they moved into that kind of year seven, eight, nine phase, I always used to like passing them by at school, let them decide if they wanted to know me or not. And like, you know, just, you know, not want to um, embarrass them or not want to make it weird or whatever. And now, like at a certain point, I just went, nah, forget that. I'm going to say hi. And so I'm constantly <laughs> walking through the playground being like, hey, how you doing? And like some of them are like, uh, good. And But some of them are like genuinely happy to, you know, see you there. And I think either way, I want them to, you know, when they inevitably do pull up in year 10, year 11, year 12, whenever it is, I want them to be able to look back and be like, man, he always said hi. He always gave me the time of day, even when I was going through my surly years or whatever. Mm. And I think there is something in that. And I like I've been at school long enough to realize that that actually like generally that works. And they they remember the people who like didn't stop being kind to them when it got weird. And so I think there's something in that for churches, like just persisting, like even when it feels like you're not having an impact to just persist in loving them and like being effusive in your love for them, even when they're like, Ugh. because like they've got like, I wouldn't wish being a teenager on my worst enemy. It is like, whoever <laughs> says that's the best years of your life, get out. I'm sorry that the rest of your life has been so abysmal because being a teenager <laughs> is such a awful time of life for so many people. Mm. And I think, you know, of course they're awkward and of course they're pushing away from you and of all that stuff. But if you can, um, yeah, keep on loving them, I think that's the thing. And give them plenty of time and space to, like, voice their doubts and their dissenting views and whatever without, like, giving them a sense of if I have this or that opinion, I won't be welcome here anymore. Like, give them the space to go on that journey and be there on that journey with them, I think yep. is what I would say. Can I ask one really practical question? question about saying hello mm -hmm. so, so do you wait for eye contact before you say hello or do you just say hello and let them see you because i am like i want to say hello to every you know young person at my church who 
mm. when I get the opportunity and and I like look at them and I wait for their eyes to, mm. to meet mine. So I'm like, hey, how you going? And then it never happens. I'm like, oh no, I'm never going to connect with this young person because um, it just feels like it doesn't. I'm just not that person who yeah. interrupts their space. Yeah. But maybe I should be. What do you? What do you? Do you wait for eye contact? I think like when. Like at school, it's a bit different because we're just like passing each other in the corridors quite often. So I'll just be like, hey, on the way past. And like some of them look up from their conversations and some of them don't. And some of them say hi back and some of them don't. <laughs> at church, I'm not going to like, you know, if they're all standing in a circle having a conversation, I'm not going to be like, hey, can I join? Like, you know, like I'm not <laughs> going to make it weird. But I'm also, you know, if I'm going up to the morning tea table and they're going up to the morning tea table, I'll be like, oh, hey, how you going? How's your week been? And that could be it. Or like if I'm walking into church and um, I see him, I'll, like, I'll say hi. Yeah, I probably don't wait for eye contact. Maybe it's weird. If they're deep in conversation, I'll let them be. But if it feels like it wouldn't be rude to interrupt, I'll just go for it because they don't need to think I'm cool. They already know I'm not. Yeah, I yeah. read the culture translator to figure out what young people are into <laughs> these days. So like that ship has sailed. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, the as um, the author Tom French, who I've already cited in this podcast, <laughs> yeah. um, says in his book, Talks That Don't Suck, um, never under any circumstances pretend to be cooler than you are or try yeah, to be cooler than you are true. or whatever it is, I'm paraphrasing. And I think <laughs> that, like, just be you and just genuinely care about them and it'll feel weird. And it probably is going to feel weird to them too. But, like, fast forward five years and you'll both be glad you did. Yeah, that's good. I think um yeah I my problem is not about coolness it's just I just don't know how to talk talk to people very well. Mm. But <laughs> at least you're equal opportunity with that Tom. Like that's not you know you're not putting teenagers in a a special category. If you're just like a, a across the board awkward talker. Oh yeah, that's me. Lean in. <laughs> All right. Um you you need to go. Do you want I to do. Say anything else about Christina's email? Because there's a few um, other bits. I'll read in there. you the rest of it and then I got to go. Um, also, right. while we're on the topic of books, could not agree more about Christian fiction, very relatable podcast content. I think I was panning Christian fiction. However, I did read a series by Lynette Noni called The Medoran Chronicles. She's a Christian. You can even buy her novels from Kurong. Great series, lots of Christian themes, but no Christianity because fantasy world. But these are books by a Christian author that I really like. Have you guys read these? Have you no, read them, Tom? I have not. Um, I haven't either, but I have read The Prison Healer by Lynette Noni um, because a year six student recommended it to me. Um, and I could certainly see why um, year six girls were very into the, uh, dare I say it, Twilight-esque romance <laughs> Um it was not for me, but I can see how it was pitch perfect for that readership. Um, right. Anyway, and finally, I had a number of requests from pastors and parents about devotions for teens and preteens. I recommended your books that fit into this category and have received great feedback, but we're running out of books. Well, Are no. either of you planning more devotions, Tom? Yes, I am, but I, I'm just so slow. So I'm, yeah, I think Christina. I would love to write you some more devotions, but it's going to be years before they come out. Uh, it's, it's, yep, I'm just very slow right now because children and work, yep. all the rest. Yeah. Um, 
I'm getting married in a couple of months, which I hear frees up a lot of time and just, you know, uh, comes with no responsibilities or strings attached. So I reckon I'll be able to get you a few more. Um, I actually, (laughs) I have had, I'd love to do an Advent devotional at some point and a Lent devotional at some point, um, but they will be, again, probably years down the track because I have other responsibilities. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) We'll, we'll get there anyway. We, well, we, we'll we'll see if we do. Um, Tom, I've got a hard out five minutes ago, so right. should we? I'm going to play, play wrap that music. This thing up. Can we have some music? Let's do it. Here it comes. Perhaps does it? Well, I'm going to talk as if it's there, and yeah, maybe it'll come up behind there. me. <laughs> um, thanks for listening to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast. If you want to send us an email, send it to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to fill out our podcast survey. Did you fill it out? Fill it out again. It'll give us an inflated sense of having more data. Um, also, you can go to tomfriends.com.au to find out more about what he's doing. I can only assume that the music is getting loud by this point. So thanks for listening. Goodbye. And go to chrismorphy.com. Nailed it again.